Hey P learners, welcome to another episode of Tip Thursday. On this slightly different episode, we're going to have a look at some new guidance that's come out from NHS Digital, talking about information governance and resources, and some useful information that you may want to have a look at. To find this, you'll find the links on the EGP Learning Facebook page, which you can see here. And for the next week or so, I'll pin it at the top, as you can see here, and that takes you through to the link. In terms of accessing the information, well, this is the page that it looks like. It's a summary guidance covering four key areas in terms of the use of instant messaging apps, video conferencing, bring your own device and mobile devices in hospitals. Um, each one is a PDF file and when you look into them in more detail, it gives you more information as you'd expect. So first of all, look at the um, instant messaging apps one. Um, so this talks about which apps are appropriate to use. In some senses, it gives guidance on what criteria these apps need to have. It doesn't necessarily specify the ones that you should or should not use. However, it does give some examples. Key things that these apps should have is encryption, particularly standards of AES 256. Don't worry if you know what, don't know what that is, but basically it's the highest level of security currently available. End to end user verification, uh, passcode protection. So like the security, when you go onto your phone, there should be a second kind of stage when you're using the app itself. Remote wipe, so the ability to delete the app from somewhere else if you lose your device and message retention. So does it actually keep the message for a length of time or does it automatically delete it? kind of how you would on Snapchat, for example. Then give some examples of common use versions of these apps. So WhatsApp, Viber, Telegram, and Signal. Interestingly, it doesn't mention them, some of the more specific healthcare versions of these apps like Silo or Forward um, or Cupris, um, which is a shame because actually a lot of those kind of apps actually fulfill these kind of requirements. It may be because they're less commonly known. Obviously, WhatsApp is probably the key one that many people are aware of. And as you can see, doesn't quite hit the criteria as what you should use for using for patient information. Then also gives information about how to use this if in terms of using it for patient information, so in terms of use for medical records and key information that you should do. So basically, you know, don't allow someone else to use your device, disable notifications so it's not visible on your lock screen and further information along those lines. It's really useful guidance and we'll probably be covering this in more depth in later on. Um, but do recommend having a little look. And um, as I said, if you're interested to hear more about the health specific versions of these apps like Silo and Forward, have a listen to the podcast episodes that we've done a few months back and I'll link that in the video. The second part is looking at video conferencing in terms of patient care. Um, so this is more specifically about the use of video conferencing rather than specifying a particular forum, although it does mention things like Skype and FaceTime in the document. It talks about how this should be used by healthcare professionals, um, in terms of guidance for information governance staff and as well as in terms of information for patients. Interestingly, it also has a consent form at the end of the document and it outlines the key inf useful pieces of information. So, for example, what do you need to have in mind? Data quality, consent to use the app, making sure it's used appropriately, how things are documented, privacy preferences, key thing. If you don't know what that is, make sure you have a look. And also what kind of methods to use. Um, again, useful document, probably not as detailed as the one about messaging apps, if I'm being honest, but there is lots of useful stuff on there to have a look. And this links in quite nicely with the next one, which is about bringing your own device. So if you don't know what this is, this is about the concept of bringing your own device, as it kind of sounds, um, to use at work. And, and this is a common practice in the business world, and it's something that we're increasingly seeing in the NHS world, particularly for remote working. This document basically outlines particular strategies that areas may want to take into account. So, for example, using your own device at work and what implications there is with that. So, for example, um, do you need to have sandboxing? Um, so this is the concept that you have a particular part, either apps or 
um, software or particular area of the device that is purely used for work. And in order to do that, there is obviously verification processes that are in play. So these are things like tokens um, or you know um, verification apps and that kind of thing. These are details in, in, these are explaining more detail, particularly two-factor authentication. So this is when you know something, when you have something in order to authenticate you are who you are, um, and, you know, various other methods that are talked about. Again, this is something that we'll go into in a little bit more detail in a future video. Um, talks about cloud services as well, and more importantly, monitoring of the devices that you may use. Um, if you are contemplating using remote working, this is clearly a document that you should read. Um, more relevant, I guess, for organizations and stuff, but definitely worthwhile having a look at. The final guidance talks about mobile devices used in hospital care. And um, so this talks about both from a staff and from a patient perspective. And this obviously is relevant in terms of particularly photography use on hospital wards and that kind of stuff. Um, it does also talk about charging, which is interesting. And I know some wards are very clear about the way you should charge your phone on mobile ward, on wards and stuff. And um, worth having a look at the document, but the most important thing I think is actually the last page that gives you a clear kind of guidance of what to do for each individual group and stuff. In terms of staff, how to use your device at work, patients, and obviously visitors. Um, again, nice, handy kind of summary there. Um, big, you know, clear document at the bottom in terms of how patients should be using their phones and that kind of stuff. And it also recites the, the relevant text in terms of the criminal justice um, acts that are applicable if this is misused. Overall, I found this guidance really helpful um, and useful and nice that actually NHS Digital are leading with this by developing it for use. Um, as always, have a look. More than happy to give you my further opinions. And as I said, we'll be doing some more detailed videos, particularly in terms of the apps messaging and in terms of the video conferencing in future. In terms of the video conferencing, for more perspective, do make sure you listen out for our next EGP Learning Pod Blast episode where Andy and I talk about this in considerable more detail. Anyway, as always, guys, feel free to follow us on our YouTube Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes platforms for more information. And as always, comment, share, keep EGP learning. See you later, guys. Bye.